How many charter members of Lone Mountain do we have here today? I know Sister Val, Coco. Y'all stand. Charter members. Became a member when it began. Where is Sister Nadia? Oh, she's back there. Amen. Well, we thank God for you. We thank God that you're faithful, that you have stuck with us and stuck with the Lord. So, thank you. Are we going to have children's chapel today? Probably not, right? Okay. That's good. Everybody's in here. Well, if y'all will behave this morning, I might let y'all have something to eat by about 2 o'clock today. Can y'all last till 2? I can't. I'll go ahead and tell you. I can't. So, uh, No, I won't be long-winded, but uh, we want to honor God. We want to glorify Him. And it's about His church. It's about His people. It's about His Son, most of all, that loved us so much that He would come and substitute Himself for all of us. Amen. What a Savior. What a God. Uh, turn your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 9. Acts 9. When you get there, stand. I know I'm going to put some of y'all in shock. I have one verse I'm going to use as my text. One verse. And that is Acts chapter 9 and verse 31. And this is what the word of God declares. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. We're multiplied. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you. Thank you again for this gathering this morning. We come, Lord, to worship you, honor you, and glorify you the best we know how. And we come with grateful hearts to thank you, Lord, for your work here, this ministry here, this church here in this city and community. And Lord, I thank you for the privilege and honor of being able to be an under-shepherd here the pastor of Lone Mountain. And Lord, I ask now that as we come, you just speak to our hearts this morning. You'll encourage us in your word. And Lord, there's one here today that needs to come, whatever the reason, but especially for salvation. May they come and have liberty to do so. Again, Lord, we thank you for this day. And we lift those up that aren't able to be with us today. Lord, we just uh, ask that you will be done with them, and especially Pop and Mom and our family. Just give us grace and comfort and just help us, Lord. Do those things you'd have us to do. So, again, give me the word to say that I might present Christ, and if there be one that knows you not, may they be saved before it's too late. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. I would 
like to begin, if anybody has read chapter 9, it is about the conversion of Saul. You see, Saul was persecuting the church, but you know, one thing happened on the road to Damascus. He met the Lord Jesus Christ and was wondrously saved and from that moment he trusted Christ as his savior he no longer persecuted the church but he began to preach the gospel getting people into the kingdom of God so that's what this is about it says that then the church is read and then had the churches rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and were multiplied. All right, that's what is before this little passage that I'm using as a text. The church finally had rest. There was no longer persecution by Saul, who is Paul, the Apostle Paul. But... I want to ask you, when you hear, here is the, the number one law in business. There's three words for every business. You know what it is? Location, location, location. I want to ask you this morning, what about a church? Well, it's location, location, location. Well, we're in a good location. We're where God's planted us. We're where we're supposed to be. But do you know where God wants us to be? At the center of his will as his church. Amen. That's what the Lord wants. Us to be in the center of his will. And if we are at the center of his will, then you and I are in the right location. Now, let me say this too. There are three different types of people. There are those that make things happen. And we need them in the Lord's church. There are those that watch what happens. And then, here's a group. Those that don't know what happened. Which group do you belong to? I'll tell you, Lone Mountain needs those that will make things happen. Amen. Those that will trust God and get about his business. Amen. And I know as we get older, we tend to think that, well, God can't use me anymore. I'm more of a hindrance than I am a help. Listen to me. We are never too old or we're never too young to serve the Lord. Amen. Never. All we have to do is say, Lord, here am I. Send me. And if our heart is in his will, he will send us. Amen. Because he still has a lot to accomplish. There are still men, women, boys and girls that need to hear of the sacrifice of his son. And they need salvation. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the possessions of the church. And as I was reading this passage trying to prepare it, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm depending on the Spirit of God to get me through. I ain't had a whole lot of time this week to study and look up notes and scriptures. And can I go, I'll get in trouble, but I'll say it. I'd rather hear a preacher in the Spirit of God 
that doesn't know nothing but Jesus saves than any doctor anywhere. Say amen. Listen. Our problem today is we don't rely on the power of God anymore. We've got all of these modern worship things down. Oh, we got the sound system. Oh, we got the music in the choir. We got all of this. Can I tell you something? What good is it if the Spirit of God is not propelling? Church, what good is it? Listen, we got to get back to the basics. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful we have equipment. I'm thankful we have a choir and y'all are getting better and better. But you know what? I'd still rather hear somebody can't carry a tune in a bucket than someone get up and just sing in their own strength and bring attention to their own self instead of glorifying God. Amen? Don't throw rocks at me, choir. Because what you do, you do it out of love for the Lord and you do it by the Spirit of the Lord. And I'll put my choir up against anybody's as long as willing to sing by the Spirit. Okay, we better stop before I get in trouble. All right, notice what it says. Then had the churches rest. And when we see that word rest throughout Galilee, Samaria, Jerusalem, when we see that word rest, he's talking about peace there. Then had the churches peace. Why? Well, because one, Saul wasn't persecuting them no more. They could rest. They could have peace. But beloved, I've never had to worry about coming to church and not feeling the peace of God. The pastor's all understanding. I don't have to have someone tell me about it because I have experienced his peace. And I hope everybody here has experienced that peace. But again, let me just say, there's lots of churches that (laughs) outwardly they have peace. Long Mountain has peace outwardly because, again, there's no one standing at the door saying, you can't come in. But sometimes it's inwardly where there's not peace. And what I mean by that is I believe with all my heart Lone Mountain is a unified church. We have love. We have unity. But we can still work on that. In a church that doesn't possess unity and doesn't have God's peace is a church that's missing out on what God wants it to have. There must be unity. Go to Ephesians real quick. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm not going to do the whole chapter in Ephesians, but go to chapter 4. Look at verse 12. He's talking about the Spirit and having peace. He says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith 
and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Did y'all get that? Let's read it one more time. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You see, the Lord wants us to have peace and he wants us to be in unity. He wants us to love one another care for one another and he wants us to grow up to the fullness of Christ. Can I tell you something about Christ? He loves us. He builds us up. He doesn't tear us down. Amen. He's the greatest carpenter there ever was because he is a home builder. He doesn't tear us down. And why do we sometimes tear one another down? So, oh, I don't do that. I hope you don't. But let's be real this morning. If we're going to tell the truth, we better do it in God's house. How often have we tore down a brother or sister outside this building? By the way, let me just get this clear. Y'all already know it, but I'll remind you. This building is not the church. It's us. We, the Lord's children, are the church. So, back to how often do we tear somebody down outside this building? Talk bad about them negatively. You ever been there? Pastor, are you guilty? We're all guilty at times. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Folks, there needs to be an atmosphere of peace in God's house. When people come through those doors, they need to feel peace. They don't need to see anybody fussing and fighting and arguing. I've been in a few churches like that. That wasn't a place for me and mine. Amen. Life is too short. So understand there must be unity. And people must feel that when they come here. And listen, the majority, I'm so proud of Lone Mountain. The majority, I've been here 20 years. What's wrong with you people? As your pastor, I have been here 20 years. Next month, 20 years. There's only been three pastors this church. Brother Fry, the missionary pastor, Brother LaRoyce and me. And I've dealt with y'all the longest. God help me. (laughs) But I love y'all. I love this church. This is church has been the biggest blessing to me and my family. And yes, there's been times You get frustrated. There's been times you get discouraged. But I have seen God move in this church in a mighty way. And I believe and I pray he'll continue to move in a mighty way until we're all called home. Amen. And after we're all called home, they can do whatever they want to.
this property, this building, don't matter to me because I'm around the throne with God and his people. Amen. Back to an atmosphere of peace. Notice it says they had rest. And then it says, and were edified. Now we know to edify means to build up. As I said a moment ago, we, we don't need to tear down but build up one another. And again, not only should there be that atmosphere of peace, but there should be, and uh, well, I wrote it down, an affection for God's people. There should be affection. And that's one thing that I'm so thankful for this morning is we have people that love one another. But folks, it's easy to love one another here. Yeah. It's when you go outside those doors and you see that drug addict. You see that prostitute. You see that drunk staggering down the street. You see that panhandler. Hey, you got a dollar? I'm hungry and you know as well as I do. They're hungry but it ain't for food. So if you give, hey, you better be careful. Because I don't want to be accused of giving money to fund somebody's addiction. Amen. But it's when we love outside the doors. That's when it means the most. That's talking about that heart being in the center will of God. Because God wants us to reach out to those that are lost. In fact, that's the whole purpose of the church. Yes, it's to build the body of Christ up. Yes, it's to grow in faith. It's to encourage one another. It's to worship God. It's to preach the gospel. But it's also here to be a light to those that are in darkness. We must share the gospel. And I will say this about Lone Mountain as the pastor of this church you flock I am so proud that we can hold our heads up each and every time we come through the doors because the gospel is proclaimed preached and taught and praise God there's a lot of churches that don't do that no more amen my stepsister Vera Jo She's out of church right now. I want you to pray, her and her husband. They got hurt. Of course, that happens. But she was telling me, I can't, we can't find a church back home. I go, you're in Arkansas. There's a Baptist church on every corner. She goes, she goes, well, we went to this one church. She goes, my husband said, what in the world are we doing here? Let's get up and just leave. She goes, well, let's not be rude. Let's just listen to the pastor. She goes, Come worship hour. She goes, they're trying, I guess. She goes, I think they're trying to get the youth in. She goes, the worship hour. They took up an offering. And the preacher got up and she said, well, he's going to preach now. He said, any of y'all that would like to come up to the front and receive a tattoo, y'all come on up. They offer tattoos. Instead of preaching. And then on the way out, he says, oh, be sure y'all stop 
and get your shot glasses that says Jesus saves. <laughs> Folk, I'll go ahead and tell you, it's a good thing I'm not in hot springs because I would have issues. Amen. Yeah. Amen, brother. That's not church. That's right, now, let me say this before y'all want to throw rocks at me and won't let me eat when we're done. Some of you may already have tattoos. If you do, that's between you and God. I will not condemn you, but I know what the Bible says. You say, well, that's the Old Testament. The Old Testament goes along with the New Testament. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But if you have a tattoo, that's not going to keep you out of heaven. Amen. Amen. Tattoos don't keep you out of heaven. Amen. Rejecting Jesus does. Yes. Now, again, we as a church body need to teach our kids the word of God and tell them you don't need a tattoo. Amen. Yes, we should. But that's going to be between them and the Lord. Amen. And parents... And I know that we only have them until they're 18 years old and then they're pretty much considered grown and they can do what they yeah. want to. Yeah. But I can say while my kids were under my roof, they didn't have tattoos. But once they turned 18, they went nuts. <laughs> Amen? And they got them. But listen to me. God loves them just as much as he loves you and me. He will not let you go to hell because you have a tattoo. No, Jesus died for us. And it, because of the cross, every sin of the past, the present, and the future was provided for. His blood cleansed and atoned for every sin. Now, I'll get off my soapbox, but listen, it's not just about tattoos. And I'll get in that in a second. But can you imagine just to bring kids in? Y'all want a tattoo? Come on up. What if that person says, I want a tattoo, and it says, God is dead or some nonsense? Uh, wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Anyways, but yeah, I said, you, you've made this up, Vera Jo. That can't be true. She goes, it is. It ain't a church, sister. But we have a church here that proclaims Jesus Christ and him crucified. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We preach it. And we teach it. And I pray everybody under the sound of my voice is living by it. Amen. Living it. Not just Sunday mornings. There's a lot of folks that, oh, they're as good as they can be on Sunday. But the rest of the week, they live like the devil in the world. But yet they'll say, oh, I belong to Lone Mountain. Please, I've said it before. I'll make one more plea. Please, if you're living like the devil, don't tell them you are a member of Old Mountain Baptist Church and John Richardson is your pastor. Amen? 
Please don't tell them that. Again, notice what it says. And we're edified. And then here we go. And walking in the fear of the Lord. That's just what we're talking about, is it not? Is it not the attitude of purity? Should we not have that attitude as a church? And I believe Lone Mountain has that, those of us here. We have an attitude of purity. We know what the Bible says. He tells us, come out from amongst them. Be separate, saith the Lord, for I am separate. Amen. Now don't get me wrong, nobody's perfect. I understand that. I'm the most imperfect pastor there is. But understand something. We are to live a life of purity before our God. You say, do you really think that? Well, let's go. Don't take my word for it. Let's go to God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And look at verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, he's talking to the church, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. He's talking to the church there. And one thing I can say nowadays, it's like nobody fears God anymore. Even quote unquote churches. And I'm not just talking about those that aren't Baptists. I'm talking about our Baptist churches. There's no fear of God anymore. And there's no asking the Lord to cleanse us and forgive us when we fail him. We have the attitude, I can live any way I want to because after all, I got my fire insurance. I've asked Jesus to save me. He saved me so now I can do anything I want to. Here is a problem. Most people want, I'll go ahead and say it, that make that claim, they can live any old way they want to, aren't saved to begin with. And two, if they are saved, watch, because the Lord is going to yank the chain. He's going to bust their tails. You don't get by with it. And the Bible even goes on to say, if he doesn't chastise you and me, we're not his. Yeah, that's right. We're not his. Amen. So understand, we need purity nowadays, especially in the house of God. And I will say this on behalf of Lone Mountain. The majority of us try our best to live in purity. No, we're not perfect. No, we, we fail the Lord every day. But we have a desire to please God and we fear and reverence Him. Yeah. Hey, there's certain places I'm not going. Ain't going to. There's certain words you're not going to hear out of my mouth. There's certain thoughts I'm not going to act upon. 
Why? Because I fear the Lord and I have reverence. He tells us not to fear what man can do to you and me, but fear him. Fear him. Why? Because he's able to what? Punish both body and soul in hell. So yeah, there needs to be a fear of God. Pray for that. If you're a member of Lone Mountain, be thankful. Because we as a church body have a fear for the Lord. And a reverence for the Lord. But, notice I said but. It goes back to the location of our hearts. Is it in the will of God, the center of his will? And then notice what else it says. Wow, it's getting close, guys. It's noon. I'll let you out about 45 more minutes. It says, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Now, the comfort. And yes, comfort is more than consolation. It means walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, why do we try to do things in our own strength? It's impossible to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish if we're doing it in our own power and in our own strength. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit of God. And again, without the Spirit, then we're just going through the motions and nothing is ever going to be accomplished that could have been accomplished if we relied on the Holy Spirit. I was talking about our singers. Anytime we sing to bring glory and worship to God, we are to sing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Anytime we teach God's word in a class, we are to do it in the power of God's Spirit. Anytime we preach the word from behind this pulpit, it needs to be within the power of the Holy Spirit. From the pulpit to the back row, the Holy Spirit we must be submitted to. And I hate to say it sometimes, we just go through the motions. The reason the early church had the success that they had was because they relied on the power of the Spirit of God. And let me ask you this morning, don't we also have that same power? Absolutely. We can accomplish great things just like the early church, but again, we got to have people that are willing to make things happen. We got to have people that won't just sit back and watch things happen. And dear God, we need people that don't wonder what happened. We just need to rely on the Lord Jesus Christ. And go according to his power. A lot can be accomplished. The early church. When you think about the early church. 
It's mind-boggling. We've got all of this modern technology. Don't have to go anywhere. We can reach the multitude by satellite and by internet and all of this. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing like good old life preaching and teaching. I'm not trying to take away from that. But my point is, here we are with all this technology. Guess what they had? The Spirit of God. They didn't jump on jumbo jets and Lear jets and fly from destination to destination. Those folks either walked or they rode a donkey. Anybody ever rode a donkey? <laughs> They're slow. They don't get in no hurry. They're stubborn. They'll stop. And you can't get them to move. Unless you take a two by four and hit them on the bridge of the nose. That'll get their attention. But my point is, look at what they accomplished. Over 2,000 years ago, was just going by the Spirit of God and relying totally on Him. Look at the churches that were started. Look at the people, the multitudes that were saved. And that brings me to the last part of that verse. Look at what it says. And in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Get that? Were multiplied. Understand. We have a mindset today. And that mindset is if a church has one or two saved in a year. That's phenomenal. Now don't get me wrong. I am very thankful to God for the one or two. But I'm not content with one or two. There are people in this city dying and going to hell every day. We need to get the gospel out. We need to share Christ. And if they slam a door in your face, if they don't want to hear it, move on. And go to the next because, listen, God doesn't do anything by accident or coincidence. It's true. You may not catch every fish. I've yet to know a fisherman that caught all the fish he wanted in a single day. You don't, but you catch some. And that's where we need to continue to be as Lone Mountain Baptist Church. A church that wants to multiply. What I mean by that, getting folks saved into the kingdom. That's what we need. And that's my prayer for us. Now I mentioned those things just out of one little passage. It reminds me of Low Mountain. But folks, don't ever be content just to stay the way we are. Think of Larry Fry. God burdened his heart. 
He's in Ryzen, Arkansas, pastoring. Had family. In fact, it's Sister Sandy, his wife. She had family out here. Came out here to visit his in-laws, and God burdened his heart. We need a local New Testament church there. And through much prayer, God laid it on his heart, yes. Found a sponsor, the church he was pastoring there in Wyoming. And they extended an arm and sent him out here to begin a work. And for 10 years, he labored. They met in a storefront. Right, Sister Val? He purchased land. Home builders came out, built a building. And that's the story of Lone Mountain. It began with God speaking to the heart, Brother Larry Fry. He moved on. Brother LaRoyce came. He was here three years. Now, Brother LaRoyce was a seasoned pastor. Oh, my Lord. He had 40-something years. He taught seminary. Smart. I mean, the guy was something else. But for those three years, see, Brother Larry started the work, organized the church, and for three years, Brother LaRoyce taught them the Word of God. And then the Lord saw fit to reward Brother LaRoyce and call him home. And then he called another preacher from the state of Arkansas. Three preachers, three pastors, all from the state of Arkansas. Boy, y'all must be some bad folk. Because he, all the good preachers come from Arkansas. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. And West Virginia, that's right, sister. And Ohio, all of Pennsylvania, everywhere. I teased with you guys. But then he sent me out here. And for the last 20 years, I've been sharing Christ in the gospel. I've been sharing Christ in the church house. I share Christ. Believe it or not, you may not see me knocking on doors with Brother Gerald. But I share Christ wherever I go. I was at the hospital. Little old lady, I say old lady, she's probably in her 40s. She heard me talking. Well, you know, listen. Those of you that are 40 and above, you're old. I'm just telling you. No. Uh, We were in the emergency room. And we were talking. Having prayer and all. You know, she got up. She came over and she goes, y'all are Christians. Yes, ma'am. She goes, my husband here is going to have his, he's a bad diabetic. They're going to amputate both of his feet. Would you please pray? I said, ma'am, it'll be a privilege. I go, where do y'all go to church? Well, she, we've been out of church for a while, but we're both Christians. And I invited her to come here today. I don't see her, but... The seed was planted. She was invited. She said she's going to come. But we had prayer. Mom shared her testimony. I shared mine. My little sister Tanya shared hers. And we can share Christ anywhere. 
with anybody. Yes. Anybody. Yes. And no, I'm not trying to toot my horn. What I'm trying to get across to us is church. We're not done yet. Yeah. We're still here. Amen. And while we're here, we need to possess these things. Amen. And by possessing thing, these things, then it testifies that we are truly the Lord's church. Amen. People will know the real thing when they see it. Yes. So pray God will continue to bless us and we'll possess those things because that is what the Lord's true church has amongst them these certain possessions so I'll close with this we began talking about location where do you find yourself located this morning are you in the center will of God? Or are you off somewhere? Can I encourage you to come back to the center will of God and allow God to use you? Two, we're looking for people that will, as I said a moment ago, make things happen. Would you Please come and help us. We need help. We've got something special here. And I pray we'll have more come and join us and be a part. But I pray all of us will one thank God for what we have here because we got something special. Especially where we're at. A lot of folks here don't have what we got. So pray that we will submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and rely on the power of God to accomplish His great will Amen. at Lone Mountain. Amen. Amen. Now if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, our desire is you come to know Him. Trust Jesus as your Savior this morning. Call upon Him. He'll forgive you of your sins. He'll save you. And He'll give you abundant life. And what I mean is life worth living. Before I didn't know what life was. Until I met Him. Nothing greater. I wouldn't want to go back. The world could offer me a check. Say, fill in the number. Just deny the Lord. The world could offer me that check and I'd say, that isn't even close to what I have. I have the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not only my Savior, my God. He's my friend. If you're here and you want someone that you can always count on, come to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you just need to recommit your life to the Lord. Say, Lord, yeah, I know I haven't been in the center of your will. I'm sorry. I've drifted, but now I want to be. Please forgive me and just help me. Give me strength and power to walk in your will. He'll do it if you ask him. 
Would you stand with me? As we pray. Father, that's the message. I pray our people were encouraged. I thank you for your word. Lord God, help us as Lone Mountain Baptist Church to possess these things that the early churches possessed. Help us, Father, to continue to be about your business in this community. Lord, there's so many that, Lord, they don't know you. And, Lord, it's up to us. As you said, the harvest truly is plenteous. Lord, please send workers to labor in the harvest. Lord, there's one here today that doesn't know you. There's one here today that needs to move, whatever it may be. Lead them through the Holy Spirit, Lord, to come to the altar. Obey your voice, what you want them to do. We thank you again for Lone Mountain in this time. Bless the invitation. Deal with hearts. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.